1: You are Locked On, Locked On, Locked
2: On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
3: your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Hornets live broadcasting here on YouTube. It's Hornets talk for the hardcore fan coming to you. From the Gittimer.com studios here in BEAUtiful Uptown Charlotte, and I can't do this show alone, No, of course, holding down, uh, well, uh, to my right, we've t- kind of changed up the the rotation here a little bit. Got to get fresh. Something, like, the, something the Hornets won't do, by the way. This is like
1: when you're learning to dribble with your left, right? Right.
3: We got a little, st- the offense got a little stagnant, and, <laughs> and we decided to change up the rotation. So to my right now is uh, the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker.
1: Good to be back. Great to be back. Glad to have you, bud. Hey, Thanks, man. Well, hey, hold, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're
3: back from vacation. You've you've grown a, a beard. I have such a long beard. At this did you point did dug. you vacation like on an island, a deserted Just island? An me and island. And
1: that's <laughs> it. So that how'd you grow the beard?
3: All right, holding down the left block, he covers the Hornets for ESPN Charlotte. The one, the only, Justin Thomas.
4: Yeah, guys, I don't have any facial hair.
1: Um, I've, I've tried. tried. Mine's yeah. probably not even really getting picked up, so don't. I mean, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, facial. Okay, experience. well, ah, oh, there we go. All right, oh,
3: we Derek, we you finally. The, you can see the reactions. We finally have it. <laughs> the producer cam is up, and we have our guy, Captain Kurt. He's taking us to Soundtown. Look at this! Oh yeah, behind hey, the working scenes. working hard. Behind the scenes action here on Locked On <laughs> Hornets Live. Captain Courageous. <laughs> We've got a great show ahead. Nick Denning, a writer from AtTheHive.com, will join us shortly. We'll update you on Kimba Walker's all-star chances. We've got an all-star game, all-star weekend PhD. So uh, Dr. Walker will talk to us about Kimba Walker. And the NBA is never lacking in drama. We're going to go around the association in our own special way. You want to stay tuned and make sure to comment on YouTube and if you're listening to this after the fact, make sure to join us next week, 6 o'clock p.m., live here on YouTube, youtube.com, forward slash Hornets. But make sure to chat with us. And Jacob's already on the chat line saying, are we going to be discussing Kimba's walkers? Oh, yeah. We're going to be discussing uh, Kimba. Will he walk into the All-Star game? That's what we're going hey, to be Jacob's discussing.
4: Hey, Jacob's loyal. That's what I'm talking about, Jacob. Get in early, man.
3: I love it. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, with that, we launch. Here we go. Oh, wow, that didn't play at all. All right, well, this is (laughs) – all right, a little technical difficulty, but that's okay. This is the step back three, Uh, three things that we've uh, seen this past week in Hornets action. Could be something we liked, could be something we didn't like. Uh, David, what you got? You're first up.
1: Well, I loved this, and I didn't like it so much, Doug, if you know what I mean. This comes from probably everyone's play that wasn't from the week that was. Marco Bellinelli trying to sneak in a three-pointer with just – Point five seconds left
3: yeah there's just not quite
1: enough time
3: well so there were two i think there were two schools of thought on this play um well one was marco was being creative taking a chance here trying something new
1: well he had to get it in too right i mean that that's one thing
3: Uh, well but the other school of thought is well maybe you know he should have recognized time and situation that he didn't have time to make that play should not have made that play should given should have given kimball walker a chance uh to knock down this shot what say you justin
4: you know, I actually changed mine for this, um, for this segment. And no, this, what do
3: you know? Before we oh. get to your, what do you think about the Marco shot? I <laughs> oh. want
0: to know what your thoughts uh, on the Marco's shot. Portion.
4: And to talk about this, I mean, I guess we can have a little positivity. Give him an A for effort. Okay. You know, a round of applause. He thought that was nice. He made the shot, but it didn't count. But knowing the Hornets and the games that they've let slip away...
1: Wait a second now. Hey, guys. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. To be <laughs> better. Um, so, you have to you know. be,
4: yeah, no. Well, I, I, I think, think he, there's any excuse for that.
1: No, I mean, I just liked it because it was unbelievable, right? I mean, it how was often nice, do you though. see it that? Nice. It bounced right to him. Mm-hmm. He shot it up. He banks in the three, would have won the game. I mean, that was insane. That was crazy. I mean, my reaction was much like yours, much like Steve Clifford's after the game. They asked him about it all excitedly and said, Yeah, just not enough time to make that play. So, oh, he, <laughs> in was hot. Fashion, <laughs> he was classic Clifford fashion, right? Hot. <laughs>
3: All right, Justin. I'm trying. I'm going to pull your audio up here. Let's go. Let's. So while I do that, let me go to let me go to my play, my step back three, and then we'll get your, we'll get our thoughts here. So this goes. Uh, this was just a play I really liked, and it was out of uh, a guy who's struggled a little bit this season. But Roy Hibbert. We'll get we mm. to it eventually here. I think. Here oh, we go. It Roy backing his guy down, a little fake, and then here it comes, the dream shake. Oh my God, Roy Hibbert hitting the Hakeem the dream shake. What do we think about this guy? Not just on anybody. It's a nice play. On Boban. On, well, who had killed the Hornets. Yeah. Mean, and Boban's going to make an appearance later in this show, by the way. But it's just such a nice play there by Hibbert. Didn't know he had that the quickness in the moves there.
4: But you know who does know he had the quickness in the moves for that? Who's that? Steve Clifford. He oh. has raved about Roy's uh, ability to do many things. I haven't seen all those things just yet. You, might, you guys might have. have. But, um...
1: I guess we'll give Clifford. You know, he gets two claps for that. Also, I thought you might be going with Christian Wood there with the with the shimmy. Oh yeah, yeah. The post the can post I, move that shimmy. Was nice, now where do you rank that? Kemba shimmy, Christian Wood shimmy.
3: I like Woods
1: though. It was real sneaky.
3: Well, Woods was, Woods was subtle. But it was kind of out of the shadows. Right. It was out of the shadows, but I think you got to give it to Kimba mm. just for the, the the boldness of the shimmy. It was. Uh, let us know what you think. Christian Woods shimmy versus Kimba Walker shimmy. We want to know what you think on YouTube.com. All right, Justin, I've done it. I've pulled the rabbit out of the hat. I have your Step Back 3 audio. What do we have here for your Step Back 3?
4: I don't even know if I want to say what Marco is saying.
3: think Well, I can play it, but w- just tell us what we're about to hear.
4: Well, basically, you know, we do things wrong in life, and, and you usually <laughs> say, okay, things happen, and we know how to correct those things. Mm-hmm. And sadly, Marco had to be the one to say it at this time, but I've been hearing this all season, and I tried to have some positivity covered into this, but this is more of, yeah, we say the right things, but get on the court. And I don't see any right. change.
3: Right. Here's what Marco said at practice uh, in Houston. In these last couple of games, Detroit and uh,
1: San Antonio, you know, like uh, we play a good part of the game, but like we got like all the time, especially when we lost games, like two, three, four times, minutes, that we don't play well. You know, like we we don't run back on defense. Uh, we got a couple of turnovers, and we don't talk on defense. You know, so that's the problem we know that.
3: They Okay, so let's break this down. They don't talk on defense, they don't run back on defense, and they know that that's the problem. So I know a lot of Hornets fans listen to that and go, okay, they know it's a problem. Steve Clifford knows it's a problem. Why does it continue to happen?
1: That's the big question, right? I mean, right, Justin? I mean, that's, that's the frustration you're seeing from Clifford. You're seeing that from him after the most recent game. You're seeing that from him after all these losses that they're letting slip away. When he talks about physicality and toughness, I mean, the toughness part of it is a mental thing, too. And when you're not running back, when you're not uh, doing those defensive principles that they preach and they know and that he's trying to drill into them, I mean, you said it before, there's, it feels like there's some disconnect. It's some, Something is not sticking with them night in and night out. Toughness. Last night, you know what I saw when it comes
4: to toughness? I saw Alabama go down the field and score a touchdown. Many things, the game is over. Deshaun Watson goes out there poised, takes them up the field. That's toughness. When you need to seal the deal or close it out or rally, there's confidence there and you do the things necessary to get over that hump.
3: The starting unit has toughness because we've they seen Kimball Walker they do. drag this team you know, into a comeback. So he has the toughness necessary oh, to bring does. the team back. Bad. He's tougher <laughs> than a Tasmanian devil. The Ted, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so true. But but it's the second unit that's lacking. I think that guy who can really rally the troops, and even when they play MKG with them, it's it's not, it's just not really translating that toughness, that ability uh, to keep them at bay. So we'll we'll continue to talk about mm. this. And uh, we've got a question of the show for this week. Each week, we ask you our question of the show. Send us your response on Twitter at LockedOnHornets, and it will pop up on the screen next to us. Well, not this week, but maybe next week. But we will read it on the show. If you're watching live on YouTube or Facebook, just leave it in the comments, and uh, we're going to get to those later in the show. This week's question is, are Kimba's all-star hopes slipping away? Isaiah Thomas, John Wall, Kyle Lowry all having great months could Kimba's all-star hopes be uh, farther away than, than maybe most people think? All right, let's get to our guest for this evening on the Locked On Hornets hotline, our friend, uh, former former regular on on the show. We used to do Nick's picks, but, you know, Nick's, Nick's a little busy for us, I think. Lately. He's got but stuff he, going on. He's got, that's right. He's got stuff going on. I, I finally got to meet him in person, so we'll talk about that, too. On the line, Nick Denning. Nick, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing well we got to get you back on more often, Nick. we got to do Nick's picks. We, I think the gambling community was depending on our expert choices.
2: Yeah, you know, I was, I was making all these picks each week just waiting for that phone call, and then nothing came. And I just, you know, <laughs> I to
3: wait. All right. Nick, uh, we got you on today because you just wrote a great article for OutTheHive.com titled, The Hornets Are Better Than This. My question, the first question to you is, are they?
2: Yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it's... it's the the What really stuck to me about, you know, kind of playing to right this was, you know, I just felt that there have been so many opportunities this season where the Hornets have looked like the better team throughout the game, um, and then at the end, somehow, it's like, they're on the losing end. And I'm thinking, you know, what's what's going on here? Why is, you know, why aren't we putting together complete games and whatnot? Um, you know, Really, what's coming down to is is a lack of lack of consistency, particularly on the defensive end, um, and it's and it's costing them some games that really they should have won.
3: Yeah, do you think that it's it's? I was talking to uh, Mark Paschal on ninety four point three the game this morning, and he's a little he was a little disenchanted with the team right now, even though they still have a winning record twenty and eighteen. They're outpacing uh, last season's pace at eighteen and twenty. Do you, and I, and i see other fans on twitter and different things basically uh just thinking that maybe this team really doesn't even have enough to make the playoffs uh is is that fair at this point in the season
2: uh, i it's, it's not i
3: wouldn't i mean it, it's understandable
2: um i you know i'm i still think that this is very much a playoff team um you know i think that a lot of a lot of the teams in the east um currently that are you know up and down the standings even out of the playoffs are are good enough um it's just it just shows like you just can't like you know they they have to be more consistent they just and and these and I think you know I kind of mentioned this in the article we've we kind of expect a little bit more this year you know
0: mm.
2: after last season after winning forty eight games you know we're not obviously asking for a championship I I don't even know if many of us are looking for a Eastern Conference championship but just to see progression to feel like the team is is making some. Improvements off of last season, and you know we saw that earlier in the season. But right now, I just feel like there's we're we're taking a few steps back. Um.
3: Yeah, you know there have been some changes uh, with this team, and we knew they were coming because you know you you revamp an entire bench unit, and there are going to be some changes with any team. But uh, we heard a lot in the off season about how the offense might not be as uh, effective as it was last season, and. That really hasn't been the case, but the surprising part has been how the offense has shifted a little bit. It's playing really well right now despite the three-point shooting being down. What's going on there?
2: Yeah, that's interesting. So we, you know, we obviously lost some, some pretty good perimeter players, Jeremy Lynn and Courtney Lee. Um, and then after you know, along with that, you know, we've had other players, Marvin Williams, Frank Kaminsky, you know, they're not shooting nearly as well as they were from the three-point line last year. So they've changed you know, to attacking the hoop a little bit more. They're scoring, obviously, more two-pointers. Um, they're getting to the line more. And what's, what's a little bit you know, surprising is that they're actually averaging three, about three more points a game than they were last season. They're averaging point, uh, 105.2 points per game this season versus 102.4. Um, it doesn't look as pretty, but it, it actually right now is, is, you know, and a lot of their um, shooting percentages aside from the three-point shooting are actually a little bit better than they were a season ago. So it is, it has improved in some regards.
3: Yeah. I just think that they're, they are moving the ball in a similar way that they moved the ball last season. It's just a little more, it's a little more downhill and it's, it's about where certain players are comfortable in, in moving the ball when they start to get aggressive. So Nick Batum has been more inclined to take a few steps in, back a guy down, or shoot over the top. Jeremy Lamb, the same thing. We've seen the same thing out of him. He's been less inclined to spot up and take a three-pointer and, and more inclined to come off a screen and just take two steps inside and, and get that mid-range look. And so the offense has... Uh, contracted a little bit but the effectiveness in the mid range has kept this offense more than afloat they've been extremely effective but of course Nick we know the defense has been an issue is there are there one or two guys that you see on this roster right now and you say man you know if they could just really lock in defensively this this team could turn things around
2: yeah i mean like well we have kind of had there's been discussions about um mkg seems to not be as you know, dominant as we've kind of seen him to, you know, we've seen in the past, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of hard to judge an individual basis. Obviously we'd like Frank Kaminsky to be better, you know, but we kind of understand that at this point, you know, we, we just love to see his offense improve. Um, I feel like just as a team, um, they're really not defending as well as they could be, particularly from the perimeter. Um, and I know that Clipper doesn't preach that. I know that's not an emphasis, but they're allowing teams are making 10 and a half, three pointers a game. Uh, Which is, I think, third worst or the third most in the league. Um, They're attempting a ton, and they're averaging about 31.7 points per game just from beyond the arc. And I just feel like that's just, you know, that's too much for a team that's you know prides itself on being defense first and wants to be a top ten defensive team. Um, You know, it's fine if you're defending the paint, which they are, and they're continuing doing that well. But you know, it's it's becoming a trend now where even bad shooting and bad three point shooting teams are starting to shoot well against them.
1: Yeah, because I mean, you give NBA players wide open threes right Nick, and a lot of these looks are really good looks. Even guys that supposedly can't shoot are going to be able to knock down a few. And we've seen it time and again. Uh you know, some guys off the bench for for, you know, whatever team the Hornets are playing gets hot, uh hits a, hits a few threes, and that can be the story of the game. So I mean, do you think it's it's something that they need to because, you, like you said, the offense is not the problem. How do they figure this out on defense? I mean, is it even something they can correct at this point?
2: I mean, I, I, I hopefully they can correct it. Um, I don't have the you know the answer there necessarily. The
1: the exact answer. Um, why, not? why not, Nick? Come on, that's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, you know, it's like I mean. My, the range it's a t- t- no, it's a, t- t- a it's a tough situation, Nick because you know, I, don't, I don't think Clifford right. has the answer I mean, but because honestly, I think we're all yeah. we uh, well maybe we're all in agreement we could disagree about this we're this is a democracy this is uh this is the United States of America, but I just think – I look at this roster and I go i don't think that the the players on there's not really the players on that second unit to to play the kind of defense they're playing now and and keep teams from shooting the three pointer well we'll find out tonight when they play the Rockets. <laughs> Uh, because the Rockets are uh, the most effective team at shooting the three-pointer, including, uh, you know that James Harden, out of the top six players on on this Rockets team in terms of minutes played, that James Harden is their worst three-point shooter? That's why he shouldn't be MVP. That's all I'm saying, Justin. Um, (laughs) He's not even the... He's he's the sixth best three-point shooter on his team.
4: You don't mean that, even though the numbers say that. You know that's going to change.
3: Faze or stays? uh, Faze, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Nick should there be an adjustment defensively to get more aggressive at the three-point line? Will there have to be if they can't make a trade?
2: Yeah. I I mean, I think so. And I I know that's, um, you know, I know Clifford has his principles. He likes to stick to those things. And, um, and I mean, it's remarkable that he's emphasized, you know, to, to this point, I mean, this is his fourth season now, you know, as the NBA has become more and more of a three-point shooting league, and he's continued to, you know, emphasize, you know, defending the paint um, that they've managed to, you know, be, Fairly, you know, comparable from the three point line. Obviously, that's not the case this year. So, yeah, I mean, some adjustments are going to have to be made. Maybe that's, you know, even if, even if Clifford, you know, doesn't say anything specifically. I mean, if, if it just comes down to the players saying, like, you know, what, I'm not going to let this guy make three after three after three on me. I mean, you know, watching Brooklyn a few, I think was, you know, last month. You know, this is this is arguably at the time I think they were second worst three point shooting team in the league, and they made 15 of 31 against us. I mean. Guys that had no, just <laughs> no business making multiple threes, um, had big nights. So that has to just sting um, when that's happening over and over again.
3: And I think it's a personal pride thing. I think some players are going to have to look at their individual matchups and say, "I'm not going to let this guy get into me early." That's what's happening. I mean, these players are getting in grooves early. We've seen it time and time again. Whether it whether that means early in the game or or in Davi's Berton's case when they played the Spurs, just early in his time in the game. I mean, he doesn't come into the game until late and starts to get hot. So, yeah, I think it's a personal pride thing that some of these guys, like Marco Bellinelli, like Ramon Sessions, are going to have to, and, and Frank Kaminsky as well, are going to have to gut this thing out and, and figure something out. I just think it's interesting that we saw two seasons ago Clifford – we knew Clifford wanted to shoot three-pointers. He had a history of of coaching under guys that like to play four out and one in. But he looked at his roster and said, okay, offensively I don't have the players I need to play four out one in. So I'm going to adjust that strategy somewhat. And and yet defensively, I I, I don't see that happening. And, and, you know, I I wonder if it's just a defensive minded coach just not going to let his philosophy go until he absolutely has to. And they're 20 and 18 right now. I just want to say that. And the overall defensive rating for the season has been, uh, you know, middle of the pack. But I think at some point you've got to let go and say, okay, I don't, I don't have the guys that can close out from as far back as I'm putting them to defend the paint. Something has to change. But I don't know when that yeah. I don't know when that I think they have to and, and this sounds terrible, but I think they have to get to that sort of losing record point where it's like, oh gosh, there's there absolutely is a chance of missing the playoffs. Um, Nick, want to get you out of here. Uh thanks so much for your time. I uh, want to do a special edition of Nick's picks while we do have you. And this one's going to to involve, uh, I'm going to give you a list of teams here, and I want to know, in your opinion and why, will these teams finish above the Charlotte Hornets in the Eastern Conference? So these are three Eastern Conference possible contenders. Will they finish above the Charlotte Hornets and why? We're going to start with a very interesting team, the Milwaukee Bucks. They're sitting around 500 right now. Giannis Antetokounmpo is is just having a, a year. Jabari Parker is finally coming on. Giannis is getting MVP talk along with your man James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Uh, do you see the Bucks making a run and finishing above the Charlotte Hornets?
2: Um, I think they're I think they're primed to make the playoffs. I do think I I don't think they'll finish um, above Charlotte. Um, I love what Giannis is doing. I love what Jabari's doing. But I still feel like they're figuring some things out. Um, you know, I watched the first half of, um, their game against New York, where they just looked like the, you know, just unbelievably the dominant team. And this was the, this was the one, um, in Milwaukee, uh, a few nights ago. And they had a blowing night game in the fourth quarter. Um, saw a stat from Frank Madden, where he said that the, that recently, you know, this recent stretch of games, they've been one of the top ten, um, offensive teams in the league, um, except in sort of like those clutch fourth quarter situations where they're ranking dead last. So they're still figuring some things out, um, and I feel like the Hornets, I, I think in this case, um, you know, veterans, which the Hornets have more of, you know, versus that young up-and-coming talent still trying to figure out how to win over an 82-game season, I think I, I'll take the Hornets um, over, over the youth in Milwaukee at this point.
3: All right, the Indiana Pacers just leapt over the Charlotte Hornets, and, and they've won several games, but they've got some issues, I think, keeping Paul George happy. Do the Indiana Pacers finish above the Charlotte Hornets in the East?
2: I don't think they finished Love them either. Um, I think Charlotte seems to have their number in recent in recent games. You know, stretching back to last season. Um, like you said, Paul George is is you know, not happy with the way things are going. There seems to be some rumblings of maybe some kind of internal things. I don't like all some of the pieces that they have there either. So I'm still not going to even though they are playing better. I'm still going to give the Hornets the advantage.
3: And finally, uh, this is a team that we thought. Uh, Could be on the brink of a fire sale when they move Kyle Korver to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Atlanta Hawks—they are surging. Will they finish above the Charlotte Hornets?
2: At this point, I'll have to say that they are. Um, Oh, like you said, yeah. I mean, and and I think they're playing. um, Like you said, they're playing much better. Um, They did look like they're about to. You know, they already sold. They traded Korver. They look like they're about to. You know, trade Millsap. And now they're not you know they're backtracking on that they just told him that, he, that he's not going to get traded at the deadline um, I think they're you know just just the way that they're playing right now um, and the way that Charlotte's playing right now I really can't justify Charlotte you know finishing above them um, things can obviously change but they're they're the they're the better team right now
3: all right Nick Denning you can follow him on Twitter at Nick Denning and uh, of course you can read him on at thehive.com dot com. His latest article. What was the title of that article again?
2: The Hornets are better than this.
1: <laughs>
2: You're better than
3: this.
1: You're better than this. Hornets.
3: <laughs> Nick, uh, love having you on as always. Thanks, man. Thank you, guys.
1: Man, that Atlanta thing is so weird. Um,
3: well, well, it's 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 featured in one of our our things coming up. Okay, so. well
1: then I'll save it. I'll uh, save, save, I'll save it.
3: What do you think? Hawks, Pacers, Bucks. I I I'm actually predicting the Pacers to finish above the Hornets because I think I think Paul George. I'm serious. I think Paul George uh, figures this thing out. It's going to be comfortable in Indiana. I think they get things figured out. And, but I don't like the Hawks or the Bucks. I just think I, I'm going to go with the superstar. And I don't think Giannis is quite no, – he's got one – next year. Next easy. year. Next year. But right now I think Paul George carries the Pacers.
1: I think they're all going to be there. It's going to be like this one- or two-game thing like we saw last year. You know what I mean? I mean, it's going it's to be that close, I think, just where all these teams are. If the Hornets, But the Hornets have to keep up. I mean, that's the big thing. They got out to that big lead. They gave them a little cushion. They've all but lost that. Uh, up to this point, as Nick pointed out though, in his piece, they tend to get going this time of year, so they'll need to do that again.
3: All right, let's go out to this uh, YouTube chat right now. Uh, Jacob saying,, Cody uh, is out tonight, clutch his chest. yeah, yeah. that's good. It that doesn't make it any easier because you you need that quickness, you know because the the rockets are great at penetrating, and um you know, and that's how they find a lot of their three point shots. And so when you don't have somebody that can stop and help and recover, it makes it even uh, more difficult. To uh, contain what they do. And they, you know, they, they can put five players on the court that can shoot three pointers. So always tough. Uh, Mouthman saying, Pacers and Hawks above us unless a change is made. Hmm. So people, they just, they want the change. Everybody's just, hey. this, is a, this has been a change election. Hey, people are not – People are not happy. Hey, I, I've been wa- speaking of elections, speaking of politics, I've been watching the, um, the Senate confirmation hearings. Oh, I have a, I have an idea. I've got an aggressive. idea. I want to I want to toss this idea out to you. Okay, so listen, it's it's the circle of life. Eventually, the Charlotte Hornets, some years from now, will be looking for a new general manager. It's just it happens, you know, and whether it's five years from now or twenty five years from now, okay. it's going to happen. Okay, we can all agree on that, right?
1: I'm going to disagree with you on that one, Doug. No, whatever. will never look for another <laughs> one again. All right.
3: Anyway, so I, I think they should do a, a general manager confirmation hearing. Get like, you know, a, a random assortment of
1: a <laughs> season- fire questions at the season. Well, yeah, well,
3: season ticket holders, and they could break into groups of like uh, two parties, win now, or uh, trust the process party, and, and they just grill the general manager. Like, What is your opinion on European immigration, sir? Do we draft and stash? <laughs> European immigrant. Oh, okay. Do we break? Come on, stay with me here. Do we break? No. Second round picks, sir. Answer the question. That would be great. Isn't that what Twitter is? I mean, really. <laughs> but that's see, what but we, this, that's... they actually have to yeah, hear. Yeah, okay, we can run that. Okay. Exactly. We don't have to run this that physically with great. people there. We can run this. It'll be like a Reddit AMA or something. And uh, yeah, the, the, ger- the new general manager candidate will have to be confirmed by- Anything
1: is possible, Doug. Anything is There'd possible. there some GMs up there sweating bullets.
3: All right, let's get to the question of the show. Questions help us learn things new. Question marks are very cool. Especially when you're in school. Always question when you try. You'll find who, what, where, when, why. Question marks are very cool. Let's break them down now one by one. All right, question of the show. Very interesting question of the show this week. Is Kimba Walker in danger of missing the All-Star game. Uh, David as our resident All-Star expert here on the show, we got the update a few days ago on where he was in the fan vote and and we know that the fan vote was not going to carry him home, but now no. there are questions Uh, whether or not the the player media vote could get him in. Break it down for us.
1: Well, I think so, yeah. Let's look at those results, right? So right now you have Kyrie Irving and Dwayne Wade. And Dwayne Wade, I think, is the key name that we want to focus on here Mm -hmm. because that's the guy we highlighted a couple weeks ago as someone who could push Kemba Walker out of the running for being on the team at all. Because Dwayne Wade I don't think is going to get the player and the coach's vote, right? If he gets the fan vote, is that going to be enough to get him into the All-Star game? That's the interesting thing about this new system. So we're looking at this in the West with Zaza Pachulia, right? Justin, do you have thoughts?
3: Whoa. <laughs> are, you, are you okay?
1: You can say something! Yeah. <laughs> just, the fact that that man has that many votes... <laughs> But here's what the NBA did, right? They got out in front of it. Like we talked about a couple of weeks yeah. ago, they didn't want what happened in the NHL to happen in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So they've effectively nullified to to some degree this fan vote because what happens now is fans get 50% of the votes, media 25%, player 25%. And they do the calculation. So say Doug you give a vote for Zaza, uh, Justin gives a vote for Zaza, and I represent the, uh, the 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 players mm-hmm. or the fans, right? Mm-hmm. Media Players, mm-hmm. so my vote would count twice, mm-hmm. and your vote would count once each. Mm-hmm. So they total that up and average it all out. I mean, basically.
3: But there, but I mean, here's the thing: there are less players, obviously, than the fan. I mean, there were like fifty or hundreds of thousands of votes for right. But Kyrie. it doesn't
1: matter the the number of fan votes that he gets, right? So he gets but a no, number two sa- slot from okay, the fans. I understand,
3: I understand that, right? but, but what I'm saying is, okay, so yes, Kyrie gets one the one for the number the fan one vo- slot. Right, but I'm saying there are less players, so I feel like their votes would count. I'm no mathematician, I'm just saying.
1: So the, so they total it by slot. Oh, I see. So the fan slot is worth one. So you'd get he'd get one and one for being voted number one from the fans. So
3: why is this making it harder for Kimball Walker, do you think, at this point?
1: Why is it making it harder for Kimball Walker? Yeah. I'm, saying, I'm saying it could help Kimball Walker because okay. I think when the media and players come in— that could level out some of that Dwayne Wade vote and push up some one of the Raptors or like an Isaiah Thomas to move into the starting spot. Because those guys are going to get in anyway, right? And so if get, if Wade gets knocked out, that leaves a spot for someone like Kemba. For let's just be honest, it leaves a spot for Kemba because I think as we talked about last week or last time we visited this, right, you got Isaiah Thomas, Kyle Lowry, John Wall who initially I was like, I don't think he's going to make it. But his numbers are too good, and and his name is too good, and he's been there too many times. And now the Wizards are right there with the rest of these teams. And then you have um, Isaiah Thomas and Kimba. That's five, right? That's five point guards. right now. That's going to be tough.
3: Right now in in December and then into January, these numbers don't change all that much. Uh, Isaiah Thomas averaging 30 points, six assists, and and now in January almost four rebounds, uh, only two and a half in December, but I mean, 30. And six. Right. So it's so hard I, to argue Isaiah, against. is getting in. Winning.
1: He jumps out of averaging twenty eight points a game. The rest of the scoring is relatively even. 23-23 for Wall and Kemba, 22-23 for Lowry, and twenty four for Kyrie. Right. Dwayne
3: now. Wade's kind of the bubble buster, you know, in NCAA tournament talk. When yeah. we when, <laughs> yeah. when when a when a team, a mid major team, goes up and wins a conference tournament or something that wasn't expected to, that's Dwayne Wade at this point, because if he gets in and he's a starter, it's gotta push some somebody down.
1: And that's what you want to look for if you're a Hornets fan, if you're a Kimba fan, you wanna see when these second results come in. I think the 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 second fan results come in this week, I believe, and the media and the player results, but that's what you want to see. Dwayne Way get knocked out of those one those one of those two slots. Uh Justin,
3: you know, sometimes when players get snubbed, it can help that player or elevate that team. Is that something you think Uh, that Kemba would respond well to getting snubbed for an all-star game again second straight year would that do you think that would elevate his game somewhat because the reason I ask this is because Kemba Walker has been vocal about you know sometimes players are like I don't care whatever all-star game great but Kemba Walker's been vocal about how you know he would like to be recognized in that way not he's not done it in an overt way but it's you know would, would would a snub affect him positively or negatively?
4: I think it would. Um, I don't know if it'd be anything drastic, but I, I think from his end, Kimba not even making the All-Star game wouldn't even be a snub to him. It'd be to the team because he's having a really good year, yeah. and they've been dropping the ball. And I think them getting snubbed, I think he would take a little bit more onus vocally to be like, okay, I once made the All-Star team. Excuse me, the All-Star game. It didn't happen. But the reason why that didn't happen is because my team has been coming up short. And I think Clifford would definitely like that because Clifford has mentioned uh, Kimba's defense multiple times. So if there's any snub, I think Clifford would love for that snub to happen and help him defensively and somewhat motivate the team. Because if the team was winning, if they were still one, two, three, or 4, I think he'd have a
1: super strong chance. Do you, do you buy
3: into this snub magic? Uh, No. I mean, I think
1: if they can get back to four, right, if they can get back to four, the coaches are going to have to put them in, in my opinion. I agree. Um, So that's the other thing to remember. Once all this voting done, that's just two spots. You still got two bench spots for guards and then two wild cards, right, that the coaches can fill. Wild card. Now – as loaded as this position is in the east it makes sense to me to overload these wild cards or whatever with as many point guards wild as card. you can I, I, if I they agree do that then Kemba can still have a chance of getting in but i mean it's it's crazy to be here after the the start of the season he had when everyone was talking about Please him getting in
3: say wild card again
1: and use that wild card wild card and you know, and now he's kind of on the bubble because his play hasn't dropped off that much.
3: And got gotta mention our man Zach out here in the studio, uh, dropping some great tweets online right now on uh, at Locked On Hornets on Twitter, asking questions. Our question of the show, he put that on Twitter, and we've got a we've got a response here from our friend Mullins Mafia uh, on this question of the show. He said, "A win while two other starters are out on the road versus the Rockets, a good team, a top four team in the league." Would be a good way to change that narrative, to get sure. that narrative moving in the right direction. So, uh, that this this is a pivotal game tonight, tipping off at eight o'clock in now, Houston.
1: Are we going to visit the Tony Allen video in this show? Because yes. we just want to mention that. I mean, th- I really think this player and media vote it really could be interesting. I mean, we don't you don't you never know how this is going to go. It's the That's first right. time they've ever done it. Um, A lot of guys play against, you know, they've seen Mm. Kimba improve over these last two years. And and a lot of the media has seen his shooting percentage skyrocket and jump over the past two years. And there's a lot of appreciation for that.
3: That's right. And if if Kimba Walker is going to get in, he's going to need help from coaches. He's going to need help from media and his fellow NBA players. He's got at least one vote locked up from the great Tony Allen shooting guard for the Memphis Grizzlies who streamed his ballot process Live Fantastic. on his periscope. This is amazing footage here. Enjoy.
4: Hold on, bro. Hold on. All right, let me get this. Clear. All right, where I go? All right, hold on. How you do it? Scroll down. <laughs> yep. We got two backcourt players. Gerald King. Henderson. <laughs> Matthew Delado. <laughs> man. Matt. Jerry Bayless. Hold on, man. Is, is this real? So, anybody's name could be on mm-hmm. This is
3: just Eastern Conference. Two
4: backcourt players. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just hold on. Yeah, yeah, find out. Yeah, can only, can only, yeah, in a minute, cook. we lie. <laughs> we lie. What well, Mike come yeah? This
1: is Eastern Conference.
4: Oh, man, I ain't voting. Do I got to vote Eastern Conference? <laughs> all right, all right. I got one. I got one. Kimball Walker.
3: Yeah. There we go. So, Kimball Walker gets the vote from Tony Allen.
1: So, Look, you know, as much as you count out the fan vote right now, you know, who knows? Who knows what could happen? I well, mean, is, is it out of the question that he's a starter? No, I don't think. I mean, just mathematically, right? I mean, it's going to be tough. Yeah, <laughs> I got. It pull, might be. I haven't done the math. Hold on, so I got to pull up
3: his full his full ballot. Okay, so his Eastern Conference picks were Kimba Walker, Mo Williams, Luke Babbitt. Mm,
1: I don't feel as good about this video right now. Oh. No, <laughs>
3: Michael Beasley, Andre Drummond. And then in the Western Conference, of course, he went all Memphis. Um, Mike. Wait. So, but this brings up a good point, okay? Because we, you know, players were criticizing the addition of the media to select All Stars, right? And, and Tony insane. Allen can't be alone in making, first of all, completely biased uh, player picks for right. his own team. But then, and so again, this a, is where this is. This, well, that's what I'm saying. This is where less players matters, in my opinion. Because there's less balance, there's a less of a balancing effect. In in the, whatever selection ends up being their selection, mm-hmm. will will be their selection, whatever that means. Well, look, but so I'm saying this like case, right? who is there's not there aren't a, a ton of players relative to fans that can counteract his ballot right here of all Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, apart from that, you know we give these to we give this responsibility to the players, and then they. You know, well, at least Tony Allen does silly stuff like this.
1: Well, he didn't vote for Dwayne Wade.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, no, yeah, LeBron who knows? James. I mean, who knows? I, I think the media, you probably won't have a ballot that looks like this. But, uh, And I think most of the players – who know, the luke babbitt know, pick actually, is a, i think
3: knows. he I, I like that he selected kimball walker first and you know that the uh hornets uh, took i would have care liked to have, the, would
1: like to have heard the the, the accompanying com- uh commentary for the rest of I'll the go watch it. it's all over the internet okay. so just
3: go check the video out but you know I, I think that uh tony allen respects kimball walker a lot and i think that's why he made that pick now don't ask me about the other picks
1: because we was on a roll i, was like, I mean yeah, drummond's like, not you know it's, that's legit
3: it's an okay pick but I'm just saying, it's it's crazy and that Mo they
1: Williams. Beasley is a. <laughs> I
4: was like Mo Williams. That's how I knew it was a joke, man. We was, we was out here rolling, like man, getting respect from Tony Allen because well, he definitely been on a, a few ends of those in and outs. Yeah, and then they're like, wait a minute,
3: this is who he voted for.
1: It's so right it's 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 going to be tougher than than we once thought for sure.
3: I honestly I, thought you were going to come out here and say that that Kimba Walker was in danger, but you're actually you've you've given me positivity about well, he, this. Well, I, I mean the danger not, is there. The beard has changed you.
1: I, the David. danger is there. <laughs> um I just feel like
3: Would you the, ever consider coloring your beard? No, no. You're no. just going I like I respect that, man. No. I totally I respect know. it. I mean, you look like you're 100 years old, but I totally respect
1: it. I feel it sometimes, <laughs> Doug. Thank you. In my heart and soul. We got of have a little Brett Favre going on a little bit. Oh, my God. Would
3: you ever Would you ever color your, your patch?
1: <laughs> no chance. I'm wearing copper socks as well. Have you guys seen this?
3: God, what is it? What? Copper I've socks? <laughs> <laughs> you have seen the Brett Favre conversion? Brett
1: Favre. Oh. Yeah. Or his beard. What's his other one? His beard. Uh, he does some grooming, type of grooming. Yeah. uh, I'm not
3: a a Brett Favre commercial aficionado. I've
1: seen it. It's just not registered right now. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Anyway, uh, but back to your point, Doug, it's not looking as good as it was. But really, when when you factor in all the players in there, it should have been this way the whole time. Because even, like I said, I was out on wall. You were saying there's no way he's getting left out. He does average four and a half turnovers a game for Wall. I mean that's that's kind of a lot for a point guard. But I, I, like I think name recognition and Wall and, and the and the people know that he's an All Star caliber player.
3: I just can't believe that some people thought that adding players to this would lend some legitimacy or go against the fans because or, or balance the fan vote because players. They, I don't think they really take especially players that have no chance of getting into the All Star game, mm. take the All Star festivities that seriously.
1: Yeah, but it's it, it will because like Zaza is not making the All Star game.
4: There's no, no way it, there's the players no. in the media not.
1: are gonna have him ranked anywhere no. from one to twenty, right? So it does even if he's second with the fans, don't they're matter. gonna bounce that out.
3: If they let uh, now Robin Lopez would have no shot if they let mascots vote. He would have zero shot. <laughs> that's not exactly. Totally, totally. No, uh,
4: I came across something real quick before we transition. Sure, um, we've talked a lot about Kimba making the All Star team, we have. In the All Star game, and
1: I've come across. Um, I saw some screenshots that people
4: were spelling his name wrong. Yeah.
1: So this is another thing they announced uh, because with like Giannis and even with somebody like Lowry, tricky, tricky last name. Low- yeah, yeah.
3: Lowry, yeah, L O W
1: R Y. They're counting these little. Okay, spelling errors. I I they like, say
3: who's... that. They say that. <laughs>
1: what were the misspellings of Kemba? K K-I-M. yeah. i m b a. K i m, yeah. Charlotte. Oh, well, B-A. I don't know if these were people. From... Well, it couldn't have been people I don't from know. Charlotte. I don't know. Wild card.
3: Um, <laughs> I like, um, let's go but to hey, YouTube. Let's. But but I, but yeah. I think
1: the moral of the story is Hornets fans go vote Kemba and don't vote Wade.
3: Kemba K E or Kemba K I? Apparently, it doesn't it matter, works. but it totally does. I don't think that they're counting. I can't believe that. Uh, all right, go to <laughs> conspiracy. Uh, make sure to comment. Get, give us your thoughts on YouTube.com right now. Uh, we've got one from Civ Rock saying, what do you guys think of Archie Goodwin or Xavier Munford, uh, a couple of Greensboro Swarm D-League affiliate players as uh, potential fillers, <laughs> though they're not going to make the All-Star game, <laughs> for the 15th roster spot if Cho can't pull together another magical trade?
1: Uh, that's not going to nope. move the needle. It, yeah, it won't do much, yeah. Do you know what
4: Archie Goodwin is?
3: He's a product of a kid that should have
1: stayed in school.
3: I think they would. Well, yeah. I mean, not, maybe, the, yeah.
1: Not, not that that won't happen, right? Not that they won't pull somebody up, but I think they'll exhaust, like you said. A, well,
3: they a, still have the ten day option too, the ten day contract option, so they could go right. out and maybe find more of a veteran. And again, Steve Clifford, he's more focused on veterans, you know. And so, yeah, I think Archie Goodwin and Xavier Munford are safe in Greensboro. They don't have to. They don't have to move out quite yet. Uh, let's see. Darrell Arthur is the suggestion from Daniel. Play solid defense and shooting the three ball really well this year. Under the radar trade that fits the Cho mold. This is what we need. We need mm. guys out there on the ground digging up these uh, these valuable assets. Darrell Arthur could be an interesting. It's going to be one of these guys that you it's know is having be somebody like that, having it under the radar Millsap. kind of year. Nope. <laughs> right. No, it's not going to be Paul Millsap. You see the guy in Toronto, the fan, and they were like doing a guess the player's hair. Contest and so they would have Toronto players' hairs and the person would have to guess for you know a free thing and the guy was like ball mills. <laughs> what?
4: That's embarrassing.
3: That's a no. That's a good. That's a good fan. He's just trying to advocate for his guy, trying to get uh, trying to get the Raptors one more player. All right, uh, let's. So that's one weird thing that happened in an NBA game, and weird things are happening all over the place in the NBA. So we've got a new segment here on Locked On Hornets. We call we're calling it the hell is that?
0: What the hell is that?
3: All right, we're going to start in Atlanta. We'll see. Uh, let's see how well I can do this here. We've got a, a new system for changing out the video here. Uh, we're going to start in Atlanta. Kyle Korver traded to the Cavaliers for a Mike Dunleavy and a, a pick. So, you know, one of the first, uh, the really the only trade uh, to get us started here. Uh, in this NBA season, but this one didn't uh, didn't happen as smoothly as probably people wanted it to. Mike Dunleavy did not report to the Atlanta Hawks for his physical to finalize this trade because he wanted to move to a contender. Adrian Wojnarowski on Yahoo and on Twitter reporting that after a conversation with Atlanta Hawks coach Mike Budenholzer, he will now report to the Atlanta Hawks and has, quote, made peace with, unquote, joining Atlanta <laughs> so David we'll start with you what the H what the H is What the, what's up with that for Atlanta
1: it's weird because okay if you're gonna sign Dwight Howard if you're gonna make a move for this season why are you trading Kyle Korver right and if you're gonna trade Kyle Korver and then you're not gonna have a fire sale what are you doing I mean, it doesn't make much sense to me. I'm still not convinced that they're not going to move Paul Millsap. I don't, I don't know about you guys. I mean, I feel like we've heard this before. Well, they said the they Hawks.
3: weren't going to do it, David, and that is a <laughs> binding verbal contract.
1: <laughs> You're, you have a point. You have a point, David. No,
3: of course. They can still they can still move Paul Millsap, and they may be pulling him back in order to just but, entice
1: people further. And so it's, it's also not like Kyle Corver is um, – you know, I mean, he's a good shooter. It wasn't working out there for him as of late. I think he's going to be great on the Cavs, but it's not like not having Corver is going to send their season into a tailspin by itself, right?
3: No, but, and, and, yeah, Kyle Corver was a little bit on the downslope. I think people were over, I think people are overestimating the impact that he'll have in Cleveland. Well, he played with
1: LeBron in Cleveland, though. I mean, all he's got to do is spot man. up. I think he's going to be big.
3: For all that. he had to do was spot up in Atlanta. No, no, I mean, no, like, no, he's no. not.
1: He was I running. Mean, if you look at the, if you look at the the, the three point shooting percentage from those guys in Cleveland off of passes from LeBron, I mean, still, it's insane he still he still has to board. take the
3: shot. Like it's not like they're yeah, going. He's not he's going to wide, get. He's not going he's to be become a, a great three point shooter again through osmosis. Like he still has to take the three point shot. Again. Here's why. Here's why I want to know. Like, if you're Atlanta, you're in a tough spot though, because you went after the big fish and got Dwight Howard and brought him in to to put and, together a top three team. And Millsap's not going to resign there, and they just lost Horford. Well, he the says same his way. heart is in Atlanta.
1: Well, his heart
3: might ATL. be in Atlanta, but really, he means the show. He just really wants. <laughs> he loved that the fact that they got the Shout Golden Globes. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's let's go to uh, Detroit, um, mm-hmm. and you guys, you guys, Hornets fans, you'll remember this guy right here, Boban Marjanovic uh he look got a training hands. course <laughs> look at the hands look at this he got a training course in guarding an inbounds pass with 0.2 seconds left on the clock in double overtime with the game on the line check this out His team his bench is screaming at him put up his hands and you can see he like looks hold on wait for it here <laughs> he, he like has to he's looking over at his team like what do i do okay i stand here oh, okay man. he looks at his hand watch him look at his feeling. hand he's like okay oh, i got the hand high enough. enough jump good boy <laughs> Boban yes yes and the reaction after this is is pretty great too. Like he 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 reacts like, "Oh, thank you so much, team." Stan van Gundy was just screaming at him as well. But Stan was saying, "Build a f- <laughs> build an F and wall." And no, here's the best part of this. How many minutes do you think Bobon had before uh, checking into the game with 0.2 seconds left in double overtime? The answer is 0. Oh, answer is 0.
1: The the answer is 0. When was that game?
3: It was their last game. I don't know dates. It was their last game. <laughs>
1: Are these numbers and days. So after he torched the Hornets, he then he didn't play until he went in to yeah. guard the inbounds path?
3: <laughs> no, exactly. And you look at uh, Davi's Bertans. I'm telling you, if you're an NBA team, if you're the Houston Rockets right now, play Sam Deckard 30 minutes. Mm. You got to just pick a player that the Hornets have no idea is coming, and because that's been the that's been the win, winning ticket. Decker and commensurate. Hit, hit right. me, with, hit me with the drop, what buddy. What the hell is what that? Hell is, if you don't know, that's from a, a, one of my favorite SNL sketches of all time with Steve Martin and Bill Murray, <laughs> season five. Is it really, really funny? It's uh. extremely well. It's you know, it's an off kilter brand of humor. It's not, you know, it's not Boban Marjanovic jumping up and down like a good boy, but
4: now if it's dry humor, I love dry humor. I have to
1: the, the driest. So Atlanta though, Doug. I mean, no, I don't want to talk about okay. that. <laughs>
3: I want to go to Golden State. This is probably the most interesting one. Uh, Golden State. Steph Curry tried to set this play up. The, it was a, a potential game winner for – the, or really just game icer for the Golden State Warriors. Stephen Curry, you know, asked to set up this pick and roll. Kevin Durant denies it. Durant. Draymond – he just – yeah, just pulls up for this three-point shot. This was a big play. A lot of people talking about this play. Draymond Green, you can see there in the video, not very happy, shaking his head. He's going to get into Durant here, chest to chest, screaming at Durant, set up the pick and roll. Oh, Durant boy. said everything was cool after the game, but guys...
2: I don't
0: know what the hell
3: that is. I don't either. What oh, the hell boy. is that? It's David, what's going on in Golden State? Are the, are the core four crumbling? No. Yeah, yeah, it's all over. <laughs> now is the time to pounce. First now round exit, to right? The Golden State Warriors are done.
4: And I love that. That's some when I watch the hornets and they have miscues and things like that, I'm looking for somebody on the roster to do that. It um, happens
3: to the best teams
4: and my man uh draymond did he didn't he didn't even go for the rebound.
3: Oh, well, you liked what Kevin Durant did there, just taking the shot, being aggressive mm. You didn't like that. No, I can't get I, I a beat on where like you that. are right now. So you no. didn't like what Durant did, but you also didn't like what Dr- – who, who in that play did you like? No, I loved what Draymond did. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I loved getting that into because he,
4: he did the wrong thing. It's like, yo, my man, yes, we're catering to you, but no, we're running this play. <laughs> and he was holding KD accountable. I'm looking for somebody on this roster in Charlotte to do that oh. when somebody doesn't get back on defense or there's a lazy oh, closeout. I'll, I'll tell you what. Out.
3: Steph Curry comes to Charlotte.
4: ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. We'll,
3: uh, anyone will set, I'll set a pick and roll for him. I'll run onto the court, uh, take my shirt off, and set up a sweaty <laughs> set up one of these. Set up one of these pick and roll. What bad if they boy. just, what
4: <laughs> they just make shirt off? You, shirt off. Are you going to be able to, are you gonna be able to hold your shirt the be
3: off? Because I, I, I don't want anything to you, encumber you me while it? I'm setting the pick. All right. I'm going to get arrested anyway. You might as well take your shirt off. I like that. <laughs> you make sports. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but but on a serious note, would this uh, would this signal some troubles when we get into the playoffs? You think no. if, can they? Fi- no, all right, just uh, just across Mm-mm. the board, Mm-mm. this is going to be okay. I really think that I think they will get some things figured out, but I think this is when you put four guys. There's always going to be something. I think That's game to game, there's well, yeah, always going to be is these part moments of figuring
1: that out. Though, right? I mean, this is what this season is about for them. They don't care about winning 73 games again. They don't even probably care about getting the number one seed in the West. I mean, they just care about getting to the playoffs with everyone healthy and ripping through the West again, trying to do that. Because, I mean, it's set up for that. The Cavs and the Warriors. Throw the Spurs in there if you want to. But, I mean, that's what it's setting up for. Right? Yeah. Dr- Draymond's like, yo, I'm not I'm not having that. I'm not yeah. having that. That's a
4: vocal leader right there. Because KD was thinking, Shh, I'm just going to pull up and, and close this. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. It's not how we do things.
1: Is was the Memphis game? Is that what that was? Yep, that was the Memphis game. So they've yeah. already. Memphis beat them in Memphis without Mike Conley. Uh, that was a high pressure game. A lot of stuff going on. So you know, and Draymond said their offense was atrocious.
3: Jacob's night. leaving us. He's going to watch the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh,
1: it was a pleasure. Go Jacob. for it.
3: Go for it, Jacob. Peace. Thank you. Uh, I like this comment here from Boris. Boris saying, "Hello, guys. Yeah. Please help. I am a prankster. GF versus BF and crazy things. Need your help." We got our first like spam on am, the chat.
1: I am also prankster. This is
3: where <laughs> I am prankster. I am prankster. I am prankster too. Hey, let's go. <laughs> out, hey, real quick, uh, just while we're wrapping this show up, let's go out to the uh, producer cam, dropping those. Drop us a sweet drop. While we got you on the producer cam, my friend. Tony Parker.
1: Oh, wee <laughs> wee. <oui,
3: oui. laughs> oh man. All right, uh, let's let's look ahead as we close out this show. Let's look ahead to a couple of the uh, opponents. We won't look to Houston because that's gonna that's gonna put us that's gonna put us away out of date. But let's look at Philadelphia after that. That'll be a nice break for the Hornets. Yes. Nice game to get back on track. Uh, unless unless they somehow pull out this win against Houston, they can't look past this game though no. because the Philadelphia is gaining some confidence. They've got a couple of wins. Uh, I believe they won uh, two out of their last three. So you know this team isn't you know they're not coming in on a six seven game losing streak. They're going to be looking to win this ball game. What did uh, what did my man Joel Embiid say? So They got a chance to make the playoffs. Don't sleep on. <laughs> hey,
1: he's trying to make the playoffs. Don't he's sleep to, on the he's Sixers. Trying to make the All Star team. Yeah, and yeah. He's trying to get that date with Rihanna. I mean, hey, he's got. A who lot does of he stuff get a date plate. with?
3: That's what I want to know. He gets a date with Rihanna if he makes All Star game. game. What, who does he get a date with if he makes the playoffs? I feel like that's an even.
1: She said all-stars. She didn't say anything about the playoffs. Who
3: is bigger than Rihanna? Who would be the, the celebrity step up to Rihanna, you think, if he makes the playoffs?
4: I mean, she's a super – I mean, the only thing I think that you could go about that is Beyonce and she's uh, married. so She's spoken uh, for. Yeah, and and Rihanna's a, Listen, a
3: hey, big deal. Listen, so hey, spoken for, as as but I'll could. tell you what. If Philadelphia makes the playoffs, then anything can happen.
1: Hey, 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 hey. hey, hey.
3: All right, let's move on to this Boston game. It's um, close to a must-win game, I think, for the Hornets if they end up dropping this one to the Rockets because at least as close as you can get to a must-win game before the All-Star break, right? Because right now that would put them 0-2 against Boston. They would be uh, 0-something against Boston, Toronto, Cleveland, having not beaten any of those teams. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't see – you know what? I looked at last season's record, though. They didn't beat a lot of good teams before middle of January either.
1: Right. So this is when they get going. So this, yeah. but you're right. They haven't beat Toronto. They haven't beat Cleveland. They, they haven't beat Boston. Uh, Atlanta's played...
3: above them now. They've got two wins against Atlanta.
1: Yeah. I mean, what are they still like six and one in the division, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. their division record is fantastic. Um, they got to get a couple wins against those top three Cleveland, to Boston, Boston, Toronto. In Boston, Isaiah Thomas
4: has been out of this world. And if Kimball goes in there and balls, that helps for votes.
1: Yeah, I just think, honestly, Kemba needs to have an explosion. I mean, it, it feels like a lot to ask him to have more of an offensive explosion, right? But but he, he hasn't had like a a 40-point point game, right? well, and And here's he the thing.
3: When you look back at last season, this was around the time where you had his 50-point game on MLK Day against yep. Utah. Then he followed it up. Uh, a couple nights later, with a forty-point overtime victory, forty-point game and an overtime victory against Orlando, and then of course the next game or their next victory, they would lose their next one, and then they would win in Sacramento in double mm-hmm. overtime, the miracle after midnight. So this was a this was as crucial as it got for the Hornets uh, last season to really keep them afloat while they got some players healthy. They will need that same kind of contribution from Kemba, but also. They got a huge contribution from Troy Daniels out of nowhere. We haven't seen yet the player out of nowhere putting up numbers. Everybody's
1: played so far, right? I mean, who's left?
3: Everybody, yeah. It would be a more known quantity than last season when Troy Daniels did it. But at the same time, I think we've we're we're not seeing a oh my god Marco had twenty five or oh man Frank Kaminsky just dropped twenty five. You know
1: A lamb, a lammy game. Frank
3: Kaminsky had 17 in the first half the other night, and they ended up uh, winning that game. And that we haven't seen that.
1: They're going to have to get more, especially with Nick out. I think it's going to be tough for Kemba to get that 40-point night because everything's going to be focused on him. And Nick does so many things for Kemba. Um, we haven't talked about him at all tonight, but he's still questionable, I guess, day-to-day. Um, but don't expect him tonight, certainly. So, I mean, yeah. it's going to be tough, especially if like Patrick Beverly is on Kemba all night and – He's um, a pest. It's gonna be a fun yeah. game.
3: They're they're not afraid to guard you at the perimeter. He's that's a for sure. Pest. All right. Uh Justin, last word on on this Hornets team.
4: You know, we talked about um the Hornets are better than this. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they are. Oh, no. Wow.
3: bold statement. Bold statement, folks. That's I it. don't.
4: I I'm hoping for things to get wrong. better. Um because that makes everything we do much better and people care more. But I really just think this team is, is what it is.
3: I think they've got to get healthy. And I think they have to – I think there's st- still a small move to be made, and I think that there could be a defensive adjustment if that small move is, is not possible this season. But what, the one thing I, I think they shouldn't do is, you, again, whatever adjustment you make to, to make that bench defense stronger, it's, it's not going to win you an Eastern Conference title. And I think you have to keep that perspective as a team. I, that's what I would grill the general yeah. manager on in his confirmation hearing. No. Keep perspective.
1: I think, I think Southeast Division, though. Is something they could yeah. try and go get. And Wait, they winning they a playoff should. series. Well, right. yeah, winning a playoff series, I think, is the main goal.
3: But are they one piece? Are they one defensive piece on the bench away from winning a playoff series? Uh, I think so. But if if that move's not available, then then don't. What I'm saying is, don't give up picks. That's all I'm saying. Oh God, uh, don't, no. Don't no, be no, 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 anymore. no, 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 no. People want that though. They want to make the big splash, and I think that's the wrong move. All right, as we leave you, it's been a tough week for Hornets fans. They've lost four out of their past five games. So we want to leave you with something nice, uh, something special, something uh, that I will have to queue up in video here. It's uh, this is this is beautiful. It is a solid thirty plus seconds of MKG hitting jump shots. It is our one last <laughs> thing as we say goodbye and. Uh, Here it is. Thanks for listening to this live edition of Locked On Hornets. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes and stay up to date on the Hornets every day. We want to hear from you. Email us your Hornets thoughts, your questions, your comments to buzzbuzz at hivetalklive.com. For the entire Locked On Hornets team, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Beat those Rockets. Let's swarm Charlotte.
2: problem with society I was gonna find something else to take
0: the ball. And never just be you and me Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks it's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year right now buy one get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs